Thanks for joining us on Morning Edition. I'm Angela King. The Huskies will host the Cougars tomorrow in what many thought would be the final Apple Cup. But the UW and Wazoo agreed this week to extend the rivalry game through 2028, despite the UW's decision to leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten next season. So while this won't be the last Apple Cup, it will be the last time the two teams meet as Pac-12 rivals. Michael Jean Dugar is a WSU alum and covers the Seahawks for The Athletic, and he joins us now to talk about tomorrow's grudge match. Hey there, Michael Sean. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, now, before we get started, uh, full disclosure, I am a proud Husky. I was in the band. I know the fight song, the alma mater, the sideline dances. was there when the Huskies shared the championship with Miami in 1991. And uh, this year, the Dogs are 11-0, ranked number four in the nation. So what kind of odds are the Coos facing to upset the UW? So I, I have to commend you for that. Like, you are a true Husky in that regard. Um, <laughs> I lived in Pullman for seven years, and I loosely know the fight song like I know how it starts and I know how it ends which I kind of feel like is all that matters anyway to answer your question it's very long odds you know the Huskies are about as good as it gets it feels similar to the 2016 uh, Apple Cup at least from the Huskies perspective we were really good too that year Mm -hmm. um, but we learned in that game that the Huskies were at a different level so I think from the Huskies perspective this team probably feels just as good if not better than that one the only good thing working in our favor is the fact that in a rivalry game weird stuff can just happen all bets are off when it comes to the Apple Cup records don't matter weird things happen but for Wazoo you know, more than bragging rights are on the line. This could be the team's last chance to really make a statement before it and Oregon State become the only two teams left in the Pac-12 come next season. Yeah, the the whole season in, in that sense has kind of felt like an audition. But it's weird because it's not like an audition for a specific conference or a specific like entity to to like audit us in that sense. It's more just like, hey guys, we want everyone with eyes to know that we matter and that we can play good football and that we belong with the big boys. I believe our head coach, Jake Dickert, said something to that effect. He just said, we belong, you know, as a power five team. And that's, it's felt a little weird, you know, this season to kind of feel like we have to prove ourselves along with Oregon State as well, who's done a good job of proving themselves. Because the reality is the reason that we're not in you know, a power five conference after this season, you know, depending on how you want to classify the pack two or whatever we're going to be, it has very little to do with how good we are or not at football in any given year. It's all about money and alumni size and uh, na- name, image and likeness money that you can give to the, the students. And it's about location of your school. You know, if you're a smaller school than us, but you're, you know, somewhere on the beach, you know, you're like Pepperdine or something um, then maybe you can recruit you know, good players that uh, Wazoo can't get in basketball, but it has nothing to do with how good or bad like our basketball program is, right? So as much as college football is a sport about um, tradition uh, and everything that goes along with like rivalries and, you know, like people playing in their bands and repping their schools and coming back for homecomings and whatever else and celebrating at the end of the day, what's going on with all this shakeup and, and realignment is, has to do with just money, <laughs> money and TV eyeballs mm-hmm. and a lot of greed and capitalism. Uh, which kind of just sucks the 
the purity out of it. So, yeah, this is our chance to make a statement. But even if we win, you know, we're still on this island of misfit toys with Oregon State. You know, it's just us two, whether we win or lose, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it, it is. It is sad to see what's happened to the Pac-12 through all of this and schools like WSU for now kind of being left out of consideration for being picked up by other larger conferences. But but let's get back to the Apple Cup itself. As we mentioned, this isn't going to be the last one, but it's going to be the last one in the conference. How what kind of significance does that play in your mind? I do I do think it's significant. I don't think though that it'll lack luster um, when we play, you know, next year at Lumen Field or the next year in Pullman. But I do think ultimately, as long as we keep playing, those bragging rights will still hit the same, you know, whether you're uh, with your coworkers in the office and one of y'all wearing the crimson and gray, one of y'all's wearing that ugly purple and gold, like <laughs> the arguments are still going to go hard, you know, at the company party and the holidays or whatever, you know, no matter when the game is played. So as long as that's going, as long as we can still talk some trash, uh, you know, to the to the folks in our state whenever the game's around, I think that that'll still hit the same, even though this we won't be conference rivals anymore. All right. Just remember, purple and gold are royal colors. Yeah, but they just yeah, don't look but, good, you know. Nah, it just, yeah. it just doesn't. No one, no mm. one wants. No one comes in their house and is just like, yeah, mm. I need like a purple couch and a gold this. You can mm. get away with some gray. Okay, you're gonna expose my trash talking side to my NPR listeners <laughs> and folks here at KUOW who don't know the other side of Miss Angela King. Um, but 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 we'll leave her on the sidelines for now. Um, and and this Angela wants to ask you. What stands out to you or what do you think is really going to stand out about this year's Apple Cup? Yeah, I think what I would like to stand out, though I doubt that it will, is the historical significance of having two black starting quarterbacks in the game. You know, I did some unofficial research last year before the game and I saw, again, this is unofficial. This is That was the first time, the 2022 Apple Cup was the first time that they, we've had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cameron Ward, our starting quarterback, is only the third or fourth starting quarterback that's black in school history. And we've been around for a long time. For him to only be the third, I believe, in the, in the first since like 1984 or something, that's pretty absurd, you know? Um, and I know the Huskies have had a few more than us, mm-hmm. um, particularly in recent years. Um, but yeah, to have two, you know, starting in the game as a as a black kid from Seattle who likes football and writes about the sport for a living, that that's pretty dope. You know, representation does matter in that sense. I wish that was like mentioned and brought up. Maybe it's because the broadcast or the game will probably be white, so they don't know how to, you know, go about that the right way. I'm not really sure, but I think that's cool. I think that's historically significant, uh, win or lose, when you consider the history of the position um, and the history of college football and integration and, and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, what are your predictions for the score this time around? I, I predict an upset. I'll say, um, I don't know how much defense is going to be played. So mm. I, I'll, I'll say about 35-32 Cougs wow. on Saturday. All right. Well, we'll have to see if you're right. Sorry, I'm hoping you're wrong. Uh, Michael Sean Dugar with The Athletic. Thank you so much for this conversation and good luck to both teams. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Go Cougs. Wolf.